You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 164. Today, I'm continuing my conversation with Teresa Lowe on all the struggles I had to build the business I created. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, you guys? James Wedmore here. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on this bonus Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast, where I'm continuing my interview or <laughs> me being interviewed by Teresa Lowe. You're here. You're listening. Chances are you have completed the first part of this episode, which aired this past Monday. If not, make sure to finish that up first. I think that would be smart, right? Do it in order, chronological order. That's episode 163, which came out on Monday. Now, we were originally going to do this as a one-part episode. And, you know, once I start going, like, you can't shut me up. So, it ended up going a little bit longer and we decided to say, you know what, let's turn this into a two-part episode. So here we are. This is the concluding half, which Teresa really just takes a deep dive look at my life and business in the past two and a half to three plus years, really ever since I shifted into teaching business and marketing, talking about things like the topics I talk about on this podcast. And so we get into some fun, juicy, meaty topics. So, you know, I don't want to waste any more time. I just want us to get right into that interview. So without further ado, let's roll that tape. All right, James. So now we're at part two. And first of all, I really, I just want to stress again, how much I know I appreciate. And I know that all of your followers appreciate how honest and open you're being, because it really does help us as we're trying to, you know, move through our own journey to see how you moved through yours. So first of all, thank you. You're welcome. And it, it wasn't hard to do. <laughs> be very, you know, I have, I am, you know, unapologetically, unabashedly willing to share anything and everything, the good, the bad, the highs and the lows, because, you know, as you say, it helps. I think there's an, a really important distinction is that I never want anyone to, well, it's human nature to compare ourselves to others. We're constantly doing it. And so I used to be able to like try and convince people like stop comparing yourself to others and you hear other people doing that. And that's like mm -hmm. that's like going against human nature in a lot of ways because there's just that ego need to do that, to like assess and measure up against. And so here's what I'm going to ask people to do. And hopefully you've started to get a new perspective of me and how long I struggled with is that if you're going to go ahead and compare yourself to someone, at least go ahead and compare yourself to where you fit in alignment of on their timeline in their journey. You know, like if you've been at this for a year, don't compare yourself to someone who's been at it for 10 years. Go look at where they were at a year. And perfect. It's just going to offer a different perspective, you know, because you just anyone who sits there and works on something for 10 years is going to have a level of mastery that you don't. So are they a better person? Did they have some gift that you don't, you know, are they better than you or you're inferior than them? No, they just have more time. And I say this because like at the end of the day, as I look back at my story and what came out of our last interview, that's all it was, is I was willing to put in the time and give time. And how many of you are willing to do that? Is it, I want it now. I got to get to the finish line now. If I'm not there, it's it's never going to happen. Or are you looking at this as this is an investment? The more I put time into this, the more I'm going to get something out. So true. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, or a lot of us, you know, I'm included, we look at where someone already is and we are not looking at where they were when we were at the same spot, you know, just starting out. And so with that, even though we have gone through a lot of your journey here so far, I do want to back up with a question. Let me just explain. I mm -hmm. feel that some of the most interesting parts of your story are the mindset shifts that happen along the way. 
So in the last episode, we really talked a lot about your backstory of how you really were an entrepreneur from birth. And this was inevitable that you were going to do what you ended up doing, creating a business like you have, because (laughs) you were always going in this direction. It was very obvious from hearing all your backstory. (laughs) But it wasn't always a bed of roses either. You did struggle. And especially when you were first starting and I wanted to ask you about that specifically when you were struggling and before you really started to make it, what at the time did you think was holding you back and what do you know now was actually holding you back? Oh, what a great question because they are different answers. This is the whole thing of perspective. It's all perspective. And that was a powerful word for me then. It's a powerful word for me now is that if we just switched out the word perspective and put that in place of what we're using is is because when you just use the word is you are making a declaration of like reality of stuckness mm-hmm. of permanence like this is the way it is and these are how people are and this is how i am and without perspective or a, I mean, there's a million perspectives. Without a perspective that aligns with the outcome that you want, you're actually like this self-fulfilling prophecy. And so for me then, the perspective that I had wasn't, didn't feel like a perspective. It was just, it was really bizarre because I was just like, I remember being so frustrated. Like that's, I'm trying to, you know, bring myself back into those moments right now and recall that I was so frustrated I was so angry and I was so impatient and all of this was because it wasn't working. I didn't really think I had a doubt in myself, in my abilities at that time. I wasn't walking around saying, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good enough. I'm not like, who am I to be doing this? It was more like I'm given all I can give and it's not working. What else do I have to give? And this, why isn't this working yet? So back then it was me not taking any responsibility for my role in creating my life. And I was looking and pointing the finger to everything and everyone else. Mm -hmm. And as I look back, it's all of that, that perpetuated this, the struggle. And I'll get to that more in a second, but that's what it was. I actually was, there was really not like, I've dealt more with that stuff later on of the, like, who am I to be doing this and blah, blah, blah. Because like I knew the YouTube stuff. And so it was like really easy for me to teach it. I went to film school. I've had a camera in my hand since I was 12. And like, quite honestly, like I can do some ninja stuff with a camera. Like I can tell a story with a camera. So I was very confident in my abilities and I was very confident that I could help someone with that, especially when you look back, if you go back to like 2009, 10, 11, like you look at anybody else who had video on a website, I'm like, oh, I can run circles around you. So (laughs) as I look back now at who that kid was, I was completely out of alignment, completely out of alignment. There's two things going on. So this is the first one. Alignment is the first one. So The more frustrated I became, the more impatient I became, the more I was pushing everything I wanted away. There was no trust. There was no allowing. It was all just like put in my 12 hours and then I better get paid. So that was, you know, that was really the first thing that I noticed with that kid. He was not taking responsibility. Now taking responsibility is about being the cause of your life. And I was still at the effect of it. Mm. And so everyone and everything, my internet connection was to blame one day. You know, a piece of software was the problem the next day. It was everyone but me was the problem. And the other thing, this is actually a, a shift that didn't actually happen until years later. This actually, I didn't get a receive a breakthrough in this until I want to say 2013, 2014, when I realized how much a fear of being judged was still holding me back. Wow. Can we go into a story about about that one specifically? Yes, I want to hear that story because I know that is a huge story that we as students are always telling ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. so the, the first thing is that, yeah, I will say that anybody who's trying to start, whether you've got a podcast, videos, Facebook Lives, like you are your brand, you're your product, your coach, you know, author, (laughs) <laughs> the thing is you're we're all going to deal with this and anybody who doesn't have this is either lying to themselves like I was 
or you're like you really are like a sociopath like just this nihilistic <laughs> like i don't care about any opinions and don't have any feelings we're all dealing with this and this is the hidden thing behind the scenes that for a lot of people ten, and this is what was happening to me and i can see it with others and this man so like i hope people really get this is that it doesn't show up always for everyone as a fear of being judged it doesn't actually like what does a fear of being judged look like okay it shows up as a logical argument it's not even an argument it's just a it shows up for you as a fact as why you're not ready to launch why you're not ready to put this out or all the reasons why this won't work all those logical arguments that you are telling yourself about the product's not ready, the market's not ready, the list isn't big enough, the website's not pretty enough, blah, 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 is total, utter bullcrap. It's baloney. It is such BS. And some people are fighting tooth and nail to hold on to these arguments. Now, you don't understand my market, James. You don't understand where they're at or where I'm at or blah, 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 blah. And we have these logical arguments and bottom line, you know, and then there's, you know, because there's the whole perfectionist thing that comes in as well. This mm-hmm. boils down to this fear of being judged. And if we take a close look at that and, you know, and I could argue that for days because I have so many examples of students that have launched with no website, sold with no product, made hundreds of thousands of dollars with no list. Nada. So these are these are stories. So most people are not even aware enough that it is actually a fear of, of judgment, of putting ourselves out there. Perfectionism is an example of that. So then when we take a closer look at the fear of judgment, we don't actually have a fear of being judged. Because like I always like to give these extreme examples. If you're walking down the streets of New York City, because this is, you know, where we were and as I still am here. And you could see a like an extremely inebriated, like, sorry, apologies for the crude example, but like an extremely inebriated homeless person yell at you and say, you're an idiot. Like, okay, he's just judged you as an idiot. Does that affect you? Does that, you know, change your life? Do you go, oh my gosh, he was right. (laughs) What am I doing with my life? (laughs) Right? No. So we don't, he just judged you. So do you have a fear of being judged? No. What I believe we have a fear of is that certain people's judgments have validity to them that they could be right and we put value on certain people's more value on certain people's opinions than on others but we are giving that value not them and to me it's the same thing if someone online says you you don't know what you're talking about you're not an expert and someone on the side of the street says you're an idiot it's no different to me and it should be quite frankly no different to you. So I don't it's not that we're actually afraid of, you know, a fear of judgment. It's that it's that what if they're right? What if there's truth to what they're saying? And that scares us because I believe deep down beneath all of that, for most of us normal human beings, those are the deepest, most like inner battles that we're having with ourselves on a daily basis. Is the conversation of, Am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Do I deserve this? And when we see that, we don't even have to see it from someone else and we're already afraid of it. For a lot of us, mm-hmm. it never even shows up and it still petrifies us. You know, a lot of people are like, who am I to be doing this? It's like, did anybody as a single person ever challenge that? No. So what are you worried about then? Like, there's no evidence that people are questioning who you are or what your expertise is. <laughs> so there's nothing out there and it's still driving you. So that was a big one for me, and I didn't think it was. Like, that's the crazy thing is up until that moment, I would have never thought that that was anything driving my life. But here's the story. So, I mean, I went a little long here because I think it's like... That's okay. It's the most like relevant thing. So, yeah, it was 2013. I did a launch. It was my biggest launch on my own without partnering with Lewis back in 2011. And it was, you know, for another product. It was on my own, and I made $32,000. And I finished that month with one of my biggest months on my on my own in my business, you know, just over thirty two thousand. And I was like, I'm on top of the world. Like I I felt like I had reached like the top. I'm awesome. Like this is great. Not in a cocky way. I was just like, wow, I've made it and blah blah blah. 
<laughs> and in the same hand, what also happened was I started to like reflect back and realize how small I was still playing. And I realized that something I'm really good at, and now this is even harder. This, saying what I'm about to say now is more hard than anything I've said because I think this is about being more vulnerable. And to me, is that one of my like strengths is that I'm really good at getting people to like me. I'm just good at it. Like if I want someone to like me, I can get them to like me. And so I realized up until that point, I had built this business and it was doing, I would say it was about like just under 300,000 that year. And I realized that I built a business around getting paid to get people to like me. That's what my whole business was at the, at the core of it was like me and like me a lot. And you can pay me a little bit of money and we can hang out together in a Facebook group and I can teach you some stuff in some videos. Does that make sense? by the way. Totally makes sense. And I'm riveted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so if that's my strategy, then I couldn't do anything that would upset anybody. I couldn't do anything to rock the boat. I couldn't do anything to ruffle some feathers. And that's when I realized how small I was actually playing. Now that's something wow. for everyone to try on is to like, like, look at it this way. Like everyone here has a goal or an outcome that's bigger than where they're at right now, right? That's like something that drives Correct. all of us. Now, what I want you to try on for just a moment is what if one day that goal that you haven't achieved yet is a version of you playing too small? Like there's something even bigger than that that we haven't even fathomed yet, right? And so these are the kind of like mind games I started playing with myself and I really got clear on the fact how small I was playing in my life and in, in I mean, obviously my business, how small this was. And I looked and I looked and I'm like, why, why is this? And there really was a fear there of not being liked, of someone not liking me. And so everything was driven from that point up until that point of being liked. And this is, you know, <laughs> this is what's so silly about it is that I was afraid of people not liking me. I was afraid of the judgments. I was afraid of the opinions. And when you get really, 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 really clear on this, it becomes the most silly thing in the world. But I was afraid, like I just, I said five minutes earlier that everyone here listening at some level has a fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to link those two together, something like crazy just pops into your view which is that I was scared to death of a bunch of people that are afraid of being judged. <laughs> and that's what I was afraid of. Right. And, I, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. Well, I have a question yeah. on that then. Because so, so many of us realize that, you know, especially from your story, that we are doing the same thing in one way or another with one product or another. And by the way, perfectionism you called me out on that myself. Mm -hmm. And that was how I made a leap was when you called me out on being a perfectionist and how that was really fear. Yeah. So I do think that is so important. But one of the things you always talk about or we you talk about on your podcast is about what did you have to let go of? Mm -hmm. So you obviously had to let go of that. And I think the biggest question everyone would have is how do you let go of that? Well, that is a huge question. That is a massive question. And I'm still asking myself that question. How do I let go of it? And I think it's, you know, like everything for me, like the first half of my journey was a let me use more effort, you know, input, more work, more sweat equity, more hours to get what I want. The second half of my life has been a continual letting go process. And sometimes it's a, it's a very simple like, oh, I just, I let it go. It's just a choice. It's like if you grabbed a pen right now, if everyone had a pen in their hand and you just drop it, just let it go. Some things can be let go that easily. Okay. Some things not, you know, sometimes you drop the pen and then boom, it's already in your hand again. Now let it go again. Mm -hmm. Let it go again. But for me, there's a lot, lot of different strategies that I've used over the years, but the first one that we can look at is we can get really present to the consequences of holding on to it. 
So like, let me just try this on with, with you really quick, Teresa. It's like, so mm-hmm. we recognize that you're a perfectionist and people wear that as a badge of honor. It's yes, like but a, now I call myself a recovering perfectionist. Sure, sure. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> well, sure. So what do you think is the biggest consequence of holding on to perfectionism? That I don't keep moving forward. It'll stop me in my tracks because I'll sit there and try to make my course perfect or the, I don't know, the wording on the sales page perfect. You know, I can get, Mm -hmm. I can catch myself tied up in those things. Right. And then you'll spend, you know, X amount of months longer, which means you'll delay revenue by X amount of time longer, you know, all these things. And so I think the more I get present to what it's costing me to hold on to it, the more willing we are to let go of it. And it's about a choice. It's a value choice. So, you know, you look at the consequences of holding on to it, you know, holding on to this need to be liked is like, well, it's safe. You know, I want people to like me. I grew up awkward, no friends. I was like the least popular. I mean, I didn't even go to my high school graduation. Yeah, there's all those stories there, right? And and really, (laughs) really struggled with that. So I was like, I learned how to be likable. And, you know, there's another thing with our school, like in high school, it was a crazy school. Like we had a TV show made after us. So like on MTV, you know, so it was like (laughs) the most cool, popular kids in the world, like all went to that school. And I was, I was like the biggest dork of them all, but I, (laughs) I could observe them and model them. And I was able to use that, you know, in the rest of my life moving forward and get people to like me really easily. And it's not like a fakeness, like it's like... It's a desire to be liked and it's a desire to like other people, but it was just like, I wasn't like awkward the rest of my life, if that, if that makes sense, right? So No, it does. Yeah. So, but then I started to look at like, well, what's the consequences of that? And, you know, I saw that it was just so like, you know, like it was vanilla, that it's bland. It's not memorable. It's not unique. And then I was like, Okay, so I really got that. And then I was like, well, so can I really build the business that I want without rocking the boat? Can I really build the business? Because like it's just like how you saw where perfectionism looked like. I saw mm-hmm. where I was pulling my punches in a Facebook post or in a Facebook ad. I wanted to say everything that everyone would agree with. And, and if it didn't, I would pull back and I would see those things. And I'm like, can I really get to where I want to go if I'm doing this? And it also showed up in a way that I didn't want to like put my stuff in front of cold audiences. Facebook ads had really just come out. I didn't want people that didn't already love me to see my stuff because they might judge me. They might not like me, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, so even just my YouTube videos was all about getting people to find me and then watch a ton of content. And then maybe, 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 just maybe we could, you know, hang out more and you could buy some stuff from me. And so when I really got clear on the consequences, I was able to replace that with something. And I think that's an important thing. I created a new perspective or a new story. And all of this, the second half of my journey was a deepening of service. And even today, I, this was, I wrote this on a post to somebody recently. I was like, because I'm a coach, you don't have to like me and you definitely don't have to like what I have to say in order for me to help you. And so that's the contrast today is that before it was like, I need everyone to like me in order to have a business. And today it's a place of, you don't need to like me in order for me to help you. And you can't have, exactly. you can't have both of those, right? You can't hold on to both of those, but that's a new right. story that I picked up, I guess. So like for me, it's, it's just constantly shifting. I'm constantly doing that is looking to what I want And then how do I need to see it today? What's the perspective I need to have today that's going to be the most congruent with that? And so, you know, I change. I change my perspectives. But, like, I really, I have close friends. I have, you know, family. I don't need the rest of the world to like me. But when it all boiled down, and this was a later shift, this was all about service to me. It's like, you know, you go back to that time where I was completely depressed, smoking pot on the couch, the only thing that got me off of that, yes, those, those tapes, but the only thing that kept me going was I started getting testimonials. I started getting feedback and that I was helping people. And that was 2011. And here today, if I get a comment or a testimonial of like, I listen to your podcast and blah, 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 I got that result, like that lights me up. And so that's where I got clear that like, 
at the core of everything underneath it all is I'm here to be of service. I'm here to help. I'm not here to help everybody. I know who I'm here to help. That's my aim. And that has nothing to do with whether you like me or not. That has nothing to do with whether it's perfect or not. It has nothing to do with anything other than service. And you know, we're on a journey to discover that. You hear people say that, maybe we'll tell TED Talk or keynote or something about that. We're here to find that. We're not here to land there like from day one for most of us. And that was a lot of my journey was that that was underneath so much. So I did some digging. That's where I got to. And I created a new product called 48 Hour Film School. I launched it the biggest way I'd ever you know, launch. I'd never done a video series before. I got affiliates on. I'd never had affiliates on. It was a higher price point. I was selling it at a thousand dollars and I made $256,000 in two weeks, two or three weeks. <laughs> and there we go. And like my biggest launch up to that point for me personally was 30 something thousand to 256. And this is in like a five month period. And I remember as I was filming the launch videos, I got sick twice. So bizarre, but I always see this as connected. I'm throwing up and throwing up and throwing up in between takes while we're filming these videos. And I'm clear today, as weird as this sounds, that that was me letting go. I was throwing up the old, small version of me that was resisting all of this. And you know, like my body reacted to that. And I just let it go and literally let it up and then literally yeah 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 and i know a lot of people who have had things like that where they've lost their voice before but like a big speech or they get really sick right before they do something really big and i'm like up here's mine and i just leaned into it and i'm just like the quicker i can let this up and move on the better i ended up tripling revenue that year and we hit a million dollars and so there had been let's see if, if I do the math, like, you know, six or seven years, a lot of, a lot of struggle. And then all of a sudden in one year, boom, triple revenue hit a million. And if I were to attribute it to one thing, it was, I let go of my fear of being judged. And today it's, it's even at a whole nother place that like, like I see people leave like a comment on a Facebook ad or whatever. And it's so fascinating to me. It's like, someone took a series of lines put them together and called them a letter and then they put letters together to form words and then they put a series of words together to form a sentence and then someone used those symbols put them on a facebook comment and we let that control our entire life we let mm -hmm. we let that define us we let that say who we are who we're not or what's possible or what's not and it's just like, I just look at them as little symbols. <laughs> like if you want to, yeah. you want to call me a loser, that doesn't mean I'm a loser. If a hundred people called me a loser, that doesn't mean I'm a loser. The only time it means I'm a loser is that when I say I am a loser. And if, Very powerful. if everyone could get that now, like you would just be saving yourself years of suffering that I went through. So and years of therapy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. one's free, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, definitely. It sounds like there were two things, though. I just wanted to reiterate what you said. And that was, first of all, you had to reach the point where it was more painful to be stuck yes. by being in the fear of being judged than it was to have the pain of not making the money that you wanted to make. And let's just hit that for just a second is like, that's yeah. where, you know, everyone, that's where there's so much beauty in those low points and those rock bottoms, because that's when people finally make a decision. Enough is enough. When, you know, when you put your hand over the flame for so long, it can only hurt so bad before you finally say, I'm never doing that again. I'm not going to leave my hand on the flame. And that's what we're doing. We're doing that in some way. It's not about like, everyone thinks it's all based on the action. It's like, it's not, I'm doing everything and it's not working. It's like, no, you're holding on to something. You're holding on to this illusion of safety that I don't want to get judged. I don't want to fail. I don't want it to not be good enough. I don't want people to find out I'm not good enough. I don't want my family to finally prove you know, they were right and I shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. We're holding on to that and we're trying to survive and go through our business in a mode of survival. And that 
does not work. Business requires risk. Now, people will say, like, oh, an online business around your content is like the least risky type of business. Bullspit. It puts everything about your identity and your self-worth out into the open. It is on an emotional, mental scale. It is the riskiest business because you are risking your entire self-esteem, your who you believe you are, your deepest, innermost like thoughts and opinions and beliefs about yourself. And you know you're not going to risk like a million dollars in you know venture capital funding starting an online course business but all that other stuff hell yeah you are and it's a yeah different risk it's a different risk right oh and the second thing that i Mm. heard you say was reframing it reframing what drives you yeah so that you're not being driven by the fear of being judged but you're being driven by service and that's the funny thing too is that you know there are people that i've met that don't deal with any of this like they don't have a fear of that And they're the ones that are just out there to make a ton of money and just kind of like rip some people off. We've all seen those people. We all have heard of them. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's that's really how the Internet started. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) like maybe just honor for a second that this who am I to be doing this fear is like it's just more evidence that you're a good human and it's coming from a place of you care and you have integrity and you have moral values that's it. Like below all that is that's where it's coming from is you don't want to do this immorally. You don't want to be a, you don't want to be a fraud. Sometimes we feel like a fraud. I get that, but we don't want to be a fraud. And that's all coming from a great place. It really, really is. It's, it's coming from our commitment to really make a difference, to really help people and to really serve. And don't forget that. And it's like, well, you're the one who wants to do that. So just do it. Just do it. Love it. Yeah. So good. Well, I have been a beta with you. And uh, so that was really a beta for business by design. And that Mm -hmm. was really when I got to know you on a personal level. And so that's been over the course of two and a half, three years that I have witnessed your change or your transformation. Mm -hmm. And I have to say you're always transforming and growing. I have never known someone personally who grows as much and as fast as you do. And one of the biggest shifts I saw was right after you did the very, very first, your beta business by design live event. There was something that I saw shift and that was when I really noticed it. And you and I have had conversations about how you are always pushing yourself to grow and change. And there's something that I've never heard you talk about on the podcast before. And that is that you always step just outside your comfort zone and then grow, you know, have that little circle grow outward by doing that. You're always stepping just outside. A lot of people think you're always making huge leaps, like you're always leaping off the cliff and, you know, doing a nosedive. And actually, you are constantly just stepping just outside of the comfort zone. And and so that's what I'd like you to talk about, because it's you don't always have to make the giant, ginormous leap. No. And I don't think I ever have at all. You know, like what's the biggest, scariest leap you've ever done is like, I don't think I've ever leaped in terms of like both my feet were off the ground and I was free falling for, you know, months. It was, (laughs) yes, it was step one is like, where's my comfort zone now? Where's my comfort zone now? And okay, what does one foot outside of that look like? And then it's like, great. And then another foot and then another foot. And so You know, whatever your perspective is of me continuing to grow, I mean, I love that. Thank you. Because that's, it's actually my commitment to personal growth and and evolution my entire life. It's for me, like, it's serving you guys in any way and it's seeing how I can continue to evolve. It's more like it's a marathon, it's not like a sprint. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, people go on a diet and they like do something for like, like I went on a new diet right before my wedding and lost 15 pounds, you know, it's like, okay, cool. And then it's over, right? Like the honeymoon comes and it's <laughs> over and it's like, yeah, no, this is, this is a way of life for me. Like there's no day that I'm not like working with a coach in some area, completely different areas of my life, you know, a relationship coach or a business coach or just like a 
personal coach, a personal development seminar or, or a personal growth book or something. And I'm looking for like, I come from the place that no matter what, I'm just getting in my way somehow, some way that it, you never get it done. It's, it's a continual work of progress. There is no finish line. It's just an unfolding. It's just a continual evolution. So I'm just looking for that next thing and enjoying that process. Like I enjoy the game now of like, all right, what do I have to learn? Like I literally look at everything in my life as a lesson or an opportunity for a lesson. And so that context, that context allows, I'm assuming for you to be like, oh, look, he's constantly growing. It's just because I'm Mm -hmm. constantly learning and I'm constantly looking at everything as, as the lesson. You know, I've had some stuff happen in, in my life and like that you wouldn't even want like you know your worst enemy to go through it and the whole time I just sit there and I go this is preparing me for something this is what if I'm like like, that's what people don't get and this I want to go on a rant on this for a second because I've seen a few I've, I've seen a few people that like strike it a little too lucky in business like where they just make a ton of money up like real fast and what I'm going to say here, I've never said before, I don't think I've ever said, is that running a business that makes a lot of money and you know works with a team and, and has an audience, this is like one of the biggest effing responsibilities out there. Huge. Like, you have a connection with an audience, so you can say whatever you want. You know, your opinions get thrown in there and people listen to you. That's a huge responsibility. You have employees and people that you pay for that helps attribute to their livelihood. There is a massive responsibility there. And people want all of that without taking on the responsibility. And I've seen people that are the worst leaders, the worst bosses, and it's just are irresponsible with the influence that they have. And then of course you see that they disappear and they're gone. Like, Oh no, no big surprise. And so mm-hmm. where I come from is that whatever it is that I'm out there to do next. And yeah, I have some 10 year goals right now. And quite frankly, I don't know if I'm ready to share them here, maybe touch upon it, but they scare the crap out of me and that excites me. So my feeling is exhilaration. I'm always looking for exhilaration because it's, a, it's, the blend I'm putting in the blend tech blender, this combination of like, what is the thing that excites me the most and scares the crap out of me the most. And I drink it for breakfast every morning. But when I I look at what that vision might be, maybe it doesn't necessarily mean I'm like absolutely going to hit that or whatever. It's going to take something from me that I don't yet have. Otherwise I'd be there. So people aren't Mm. getting that, that people think it's just action. It's like, No, most people don't know how to lead a team. Most people don't even know what leadership is. And then they talk about a multiple seven-figure company. It's like, do you just want millions of vanity numbers that you can just brag that you have a seven-figure business? Or are you willing to actually learn how to be a leader and lead people and actually run a team of employees and get them to work together? For years, I had to learn all of that stuff. And I was committed to learning that when I had to fire an employee or have uncomfortable conversations with them. Those are lessons that make me a better person, not from a place that I was a worse person, but they make me, they give me better understanding, equip me with the skills to be able to actually fulfill on the things that I say I want in my life. And most people aren't willing to do that. They just want the things and they're not willing to like be the Neo in the matrix that like downloads all the things. So I'm, I'm not saying it's, it takes years of work to, to be deserving of stuff. So don't say, don't ever interpret it that way, but mm-hmm. it does take, you've got to have the, the skills, you got to have the, the ways of being that are required for that level. And most people are not willing to do that. And so that's how I look at everything is whatever I'm going through. And it's usually like the worse it is, the better, quite frankly. How weird is that? Like when I see a challenge, I'm like, bring it on because that means it's, this is preparing me for what I truly believe that the universe is saying, this is what, when you overcome this, when this isn't even a problem for you, that's, that's what I mean by overcome. See, people don't even know how to approach it the right way. 
the only one who's saying it's a problem is you. Show, mm-hmm. you know, when something happens in your life, point to problem. There is no word that says problem. You know, if, if a customer wants a refund, that's where is problem in that? It's just a thing that happened and we go, oh, that's always happening and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it, we immediately like react to things. And so I've even reframed what a, there are no problems in my life. And now you start to work from that place. Like that's powerful. It's okay. This is, this is the new game that's in front of me. And when I overcome this, first of all, I won't have to deal with this ever again. That's the biggest thing. People keep getting the reoccurring things happening in their life. It's because you ain't learning the lesson yet. So it's going to keep popping up until you do. So you might as well learn it now instead of crying and complaining in a Facebook group about it. And yes, I get really passionate about these stuff because people want all the results, yet they take none of the responsibility. And until you take 100% responsibility for everything, not just the good stuff, not just when it's convenient... You're not going to get to where you want to get. So I see whatever that is that's out in front of me, and I say there's something to learn here. And what it is for me to learn is a skill or a perspective or a way of being that is necessary for what I want. Think about that. I mean, for just a moment, it's such an empowering way. It's just like if you played tennis and you played like round robin tennis or a whatever where there's like a tournament of tennis players, like you want to win the tennis tournament, but in the second match, you're like, oh, gosh, this guy, this second guy's hard to play against. Like, yeah, you got to beat all the other players if you want to win. Like, what are, you, what are you thinking? And so that's exactly how I approach it. Does, does this make sense? It makes total sense because what I'm hearing you say here is the faster we just get out of our own way and learn the dang lesson, the faster we can move up on the ladder. Yeah. Now, how you learn the lesson, I'm not entirely sure because it's it's different. It's not, it's not the same. As soon as you think you got it figured out, it's something different. But it's a context for living. It's how you're, which is perspective. It's how you're seeing your life, which is if something bad happens... What if instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Oh, this always happens to me. I'm so unlucky. and Or blaming them like, I can't believe so-and-so did this to me. What if instead you just say, thank you for this opportunity for growth? There is a mm-hmm. lesson in here for me. I don't know what it is, but I am ready to learn it. I'm going to be the best student in this best classroom called life. And then, you know, there's like, you know how you have like when you went to school, there was like the the like super smart group of kids that like, you know, the rest of us were in the B group of math and then the A kids. Yeah. Like that's (laughs) what running a business is, folks. Like when you're, you know, life itself is a school and then you go and start your own business. That's like the advanced path. Like that's the accelerated learning path. You all know what I'm talking about because it's, it's not as easy. It's just, there's not going to be as many lessons when you have the same job for 20 years, you're doing the same thing. So I'm coming from that place. What can I learn here? What am I missing? What is there to learn and how can I learn it? And I'm stay- I'm just staying open to that. And when I don't stay open on that, it knocks me on my ass and it repeats itself over and over and over again. And it will repeat itself at different levels. You know, you'll think you got it and then now you're at a bigger level and it shows up in a different and it's just like, "Okay, got got it, got it." So I've recommended the book Dollars flow easily to all my podcast listeners, to everyone, because I think that's a great book. The author, which I've tried to get on the podcast, if anyone knows him, please connect us. But he's got another book called Dissolve the Problem. And it's profound because that's the paradox of problems is that you're trying to figure out how to solve a problem, but you're the one that's saying it's a problem. Mm. You can't solve where in one hand you want it gone, but in the other hand, you're so adamantly like in conviction that this this is a problem. You can't have both. You can't have a problem and a solution. So he talks about dissolving a problem, which is reaching a place where there are no problems. There are no problems. There's just new outcomes that you're committed to creating in your life. And it's such a more wow. powerful place to work from. 
So I don't even remember your original question or how we got here, but that's you what answered happens. it. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just didn't shut up. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm glad we touched on that because really everything that you have talked about in episode one of this two part episode and here are areas where you had to overcome something or you were up against something and you shifted and all of that was leading you to be the entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's great. One of the things you mentioned also was about always being coached by someone. Mm -hmm. And we all know that you were coached by Jim Fortin. Yeah. And it was funny when I asked your audience what sort of questions they wanted to know. I got a ton of questions of people wanting you to share Something about your coaching with Jim and specifically, I think what they were looking for is who is the person that you are being now after going through your coaching with Jim? And so you and I've had some conversations about that. And I'd love for you just to touch on what was the growth that you had with Jim? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say something he doesn't know, but I've talked to you and a few others about it. And this is so funny, but it's also so profound is that he, you know, we worked together for like six months and we still, we talk almost every day. He didn't, and he's been doing this, I, I think coaching work with people for like plus 20 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And you've gone through his, his program and it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I didn't learn a single thing new from the guy. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn a single thing. Now he'll also tell you, like, I was like the most coachable, like open student, Ever. Oh yeah, he brags about you. Yeah, he brags about how you were one of his easiest. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, because I mean, there's no point fighting. I've done the fighting. It doesn't work. You're just holding on to what got you there. And you know, and it's like so you you stay there, argue. If you want to evolve, let go. And I'm constantly learning what that could look like to like I know nothing, right? Like I don't know mm -hmm. anything. Don't assume like that's the biggest problem I have with school is like we begin to think that when we graduate school, I mean, and this is just crazy. I'm sure most of us had this experience that when you graduate from high school, there's just something that clicks in your mind that says, I know everything. Not everything about mm -hmm. like, you know, molecular science stuff, kind of like, you know, how to be a doctor. But like, I have a general, I have all the general knowledge on life that there is. And then we kind of move through life with that context of like, well, I know everything unless I want to do something specialized of, of a specialized field. And it's like, you know nothing and neither do I. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, I don't know diddly, let alone about myself. And so I approached that like, so from a content standpoint, he didn't introduce me to a single concept or piece of content that I wasn't already familiar with. Yet I say that the work we did was some of the most valuable work I've done in my life because of one thing. I integrated it at a deeper level than I ever had in my life up until that point. And mm -hmm. that's the problem where I know like on some level, I can't be as of value on the podcast as to the desire that I want to be. Because most people are just sitting here and listening and nodding their head and don't have the ability to apply it to themselves. Because if you did, you'd have everything you wanted and you would be happy 24 seven and nothing would affect you and you'd have no problems in your life if you did. If you're struggling right. with something, if you're upset, if you got frustrated by this, if your business isn't working, blah, 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 blah. These are just ideas, concepts, and more content in your head, which is another thing is like, School just teaches us how to fill our brains and then memorize and put it on a piece of paper and show the teacher how good we are at memorizing things. And I saw that even in my life, I wasn't fully integrating. I was contextualizing. So there were certain areas in my life that I wasn't fully integrating the things that Jim talks about and the things that I talk about. And it was like that last 5% for me that when I just did that, when I just lived that way, Okay, huge difference mm -hmm. between having a conversation about being responsible and actually being responsible. Huge difference between having an idea, a conversation about being committed versus being committed. 
Right. Huge, huge. Like there isn't even like the Grand Canyon is like, wow, that's a huge gap between the two. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a huge gap. And that's what people are doing. They think action and knowledge is what makes a difference. And there's a huge difference between living and being versus just thinking and conceptualizing. And there were areas in my life that I had noticed, like, oh, I'm not living that here. I'm not living that there. And so when that like second shoe dropped, like everything has like changed on a whole nother level. That's how crazy it is. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a ton. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I had all this work to do and blah, blah, blah. It was like, (laughs) no, it was actually just really, really easy. But at the bottom line, like if anyone's like really curious, the bottom line, like the biggest piece is like how I feel, my internal state, what goes through my head and like what goes through my heart. Nothing is more important to me in my life than that today. Nothing. Not um, because I can't like you could say, well, what about this? What about that? And I said, look, if I'm angry and upset and irritated and pissed off, like I can't love my wife. I can't be there for her. I can't be there for friends and family and anybody else. And when I made that, my priority is how I think and how I feel is the best and highest place it could possibly be at all times. That shifted everything. And there were areas in my life I wasn't. And it's because I really, 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 really got how, let's see, what's the best words I could use here? How much, like if you knew how much our internal state is affecting everything, you wouldn't dare think another negative or disempowering thought or have a yucky feeling ever again. Like you just, if you really knew the consequences of it, you wouldn't. I'm not talking about being a robot. I'm not talking about like cutting off feelings. I'm talking about being present to the way we think and the way we feel and having a say over it. And so like, you know, and that becomes a whole conversation of its own because I still have like, I still get upset, but I know how to talk myself off the ledge. I know how to resolve that. I know how to heal that and let that not be a reoccurring thing for me. Whereas people just like, Love to get upset, love to get offended, love to get angry, love to get sad for no reason. And then that happens again and it happens again and it happens again. And they're just this like bag in the wind being tossed around by life. And they're at the whim to anyone and everyone around them. And that completely changed for me. And that's to me. That's really powerful. Yeah, it is. It's, It's unlimited power because no matter what anyone, you know, says or does around me, Like, it just doesn't, it has no effect on me. So good. Yeah. Very powerful. Very powerful, James. I'm glad you shared that because I think a lot of people were curious. So I'm glad you really dove back and, and let us know, pulled back the curtain a little bit about what it was you were working on. Now, we're kind of to the end of this part two. And there's a question I, on my own podcast that I usually ask people, but I want to ask a little bit different version for you. Because I normally ask people if they could go back in time to their younger self, what words of encouragement would they say to that person who was struggling? But you have kind of already addressed a lot of that. And so something I would like you to do is to go forward in time, 20 years, Hmm. and be the James Wedmore 20 years from now, talking to the James Wedmore of 2018. And what words (laughs) of encouragement would the James of the future say to the James of today? Oh my gosh. <laughs> the same, Probably the same thing that I would say to me, you know, 10 years ago. Oh man. And that boy, that, like I told you that we've started to come up with some like plus 10 year vision stuff and it starts to, to scare me because it starts mm-hmm. to expand beyond just like an online business and stuff. And so I think the biggest message that came up for me when I heard the question was an acknowledgement of your, not that you're still playing small, but that this is still so much smaller than what's possible. Not that it's small is bad, but just that there's, there's so much more when you continue to let go and you continue to let go and get out of your own way. And that's the thing is it's just, it, it is, it's just a, for me, it's a continual journey. It's a continual unfolding. 
and it's no place to get to. There's no rush. There's no final destination. There's no you've made it. There's no top, you know, like you made it to the top. Like it's just a new game, a new level, and it's an external game that everyone else sees but there's this internal game that is the real game that we're that we're actually playing and we're playing that with ourselves and that game as long as you choose to show up and get on the court and play against your opponent that opponent being you there'll always be another game and every time you play that game there's another match you know it's the next tournament and the next tournament and the next one so that's the biggest thing is like just keep playing the game and and like really that I could do this at any pace that I wanted to like I'm setting the pace that's that's what's also coming up for me is like when I said I taking one step at it at a time I'm not saying that's the right way I'm just saying that's what I've been doing like I could take 10 giant leaps right now that's what the 20 years older version of myself is saying it's like you don't <laughs> you don't need to take one step at a time yeah that's that even that is playing small you know obviously for those listening it's better than no steps but that's what i've done is every day was a new step was a new step was a new step and i could have taken 20 big steps and i can take 20 more big steps right now or i can wait 20 years and take 20 little steps there's no right or wrong way but i can get a sense from that perspective that i could take those 20 steps right now tomorrow it would scare the crap out of me and it scares the crap out of me to think of it. But I think that's also important to note that, you know, stuff still scares. There's still a comfort zone and stuff still scares the crap out of me. But it's how I choose to experience that. Like that excites me. That drives me right. today because in that process, I will get to discover more about who I am. And quite frankly, that's all we should be doing anyways is just like continual that letting go and unfolding is really just a process of self-discovery what else am I capable of and what else can I do let's find out ah so good James I think this has just been really an eye-opener but even though we talk a lot some of the things that you have said have really opened my eyes even further and so I'm hoping that this has been as enjoyable for your listeners and followers as it has been for me to interview you and I've really enjoyed this so thank you so much and I think you should do this every once in a while have someone interview you just so that I we can uh, peek back behind the curtain a little bit more because it's very insightful for us so thank you for doing this yeah and I, I have to acknowledge you and Thank you so much for, because this was like, I don't know if we've said it yet, this was all your idea. And uh, <laughs> you approached me with it and you've ran with the whole thing. And I'm just like, I'm super honored that I'm even in your thoughts in this context at all. So I'm really grateful, really, really appreciative. And this was, this was really fun for me because that's still something that I'm like, I don't know, people don't want to hear about that. But I hope in the sharing of this, what was most valuable for people is... They don't think that it's just this like easy overnight click a button thing. It's not, it's not meant to be, it's not supposed to be. But when I talk about you don't have to hustle and struggle, it's because you get to choose no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing, no matter where you're at, you get to choose in that moment how you show up and showing up like a victim, showing up complaining, showing up like you've already lost is not going to help you. It's not going to get you where you want any faster. It's not doing anything for you. So you might as well show up every day with a smile on your face, the best version of who you can possibly be, ready to play another game and ready to learn another lesson. For years, I filled my head with every course, strategy, and tactic, yet I still struggled. I worked 12 to 14 hour days every single day trying to build an online business, yet I still had nothing to show for it. And you may be feeling this way as well. Maybe you're starting to think that the solution is to work more, to work harder, to start saying yes to the things that you know you shouldn't be saying yes to. And if this doesn't stop right now, where do you think you're going to end up? You see, what most struggling entrepreneurs never, ever realize is that your business and the results you have right now are simply a reflection of you. They're a reflection of you and the entrepreneur that you're being. 
And sadly, most people running businesses today don't have a clue how to actually be an entrepreneur. Now that's why they try to rely on the old outdated strategies that hardworking employees use to get ahead. You know, things like work harder, work longer, rely on your sweat equity, and of course, do what you're told. But you and I both know that being a successful entrepreneur is anything but that. And that's why I wanna peel back the curtain to show you exactly how I've been running and operating my multiple seven-figure online business for years now. And quite frankly, it's different than anything you've ever heard before. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. Plus, I'll show you the five core ingredients that you simply can't do without if you want more scalability and consistency in your business. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you were meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. My business was transformed literally overnight. In less than five months, working a full-time corporate job, being a mommy to an eight-year-old boy, I grew my email list from 180 to 5,400 in less than five months. And the transformation has been huge, radical. I feel like I have those missing pieces that are really gonna allow me to scale my business and just absolutely have the most amazing breakthrough year. And it's transformed me into a, a better entrepreneur, a better businessman. Allowed me to do a six-figure beta launch uh, with a live event and all of that in May. You're teaching us skills. You're giving us skills. You're giving us the opportunity to do things that are really important, uh, having an impact in other people's lives. But the other thing that it's allowing us to do is to live a life of our own choosing.